Well, you can definitely go and, and, and say the hello there and everything and that like that. I'll, I'll say hello there, yeah. Well, you say hello there because people like that because of the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. You know, hello, hello there, hello there. Hello, hello, hello there. I'm trying to do a British accent. Well, okay, so when you do a British accent, you see, Billy, I place my voice into a different place. More in the front of my mouth, I believe. More in the front of my mouth, I believe. Okay, you kind of sound like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, he had a very good accent. No, no, he didn't. You know, here's a little fun fact for you, Billy. I was Dick Van Dyke's voice double for a Mary Poppins attraction at Disney Tokyo, I think. And I did, I, I had to do Mary Poppins. I had to do that kind of like bad cockney where he was going in and out of the bad cockney accent, Mary Poppins. And that's what you sound like. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, I don't know if that's a compliment, but, you know. Anyways, I think we're rolling. Are we rolling? Hank, are we rolling? Yeah, you've been gone. You guys are going on and on. Nobody cares about hello there, Mary Poppins. Okay, well, you know, you're supposed to let us know when we're rolling. Well, you know, I mean, you, what, what, what can I do? I'm just the engineer. Well, that's uh, kind of the point. Whatever. Let me check that mic. Let me do it. Come on. No, no. What are you? Come on. Hello, 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 Stop it. Oh, you're going like faster now. What was that? I don't know. I, I got a lot of coffee today. Hello, 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 hello. All right. Stop. <laughs> it's very frantic. The show started, so you should have checked the mic before you started recording. That's very true, Mr. Hankster. Well, now Billy's the engineer. Okay, Billy, you go ahead. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, guys, this is not entertaining. <laughs> okay? Well, we just got to start the show and get it go. Let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy. You guys going to let me bring him in? Last last week, you wouldn't let me, or last the last time we did the show, you wouldn't let me bring in Mr. Announcer Guy until a few minutes in because you were betting all of my stuff there. Yeah, that was pretty good. I got the DVDs and the, and the little statue and the, you know, Pokemon stuff. I don't do any Pokemon. I don't know what you're talking about. No, there's stuff with the things there, the Pokemon. No, I, I'm not in Pokemon. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, there's stuff in there. That's Final Fantasy right there. That's Ratchet and Clank over there. Yeah, there's a Poke Ratchet. Ratchet and Clank. I don't know. He's a yellow guy f furry. That's, that's not Pokemon. That's Ratchet and Clank. Hank, come on, man. Anyways, yeah, you bet all my stuff, and then you tried taking it out. You're not taking stuff out. Anyways, let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy. See, you're already distracting me. I know we had another bet. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yes, James. Oh, you're quite chipper. Yeah, man. I've had my water, done my deep breathing. I'm being mindful. Oh, yeah, that's what we all should do. Hey, all right, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Let's all have some water. Before you do that, hold hold that thought, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yeah, dude. Ah, that's good water. Do you have some water? So, here's one of the things. Guys, what is it that we like people to have when when you are going to listen to the James Arnold Taylor podcast? Billy, what do you have? Uh, first, you have a big, a big glass of water, Mr. James, sir, yes? That's right. And Mr. Announcer Guy, what else do we do? We do our deep breathing, man. That's right. And and Hank, what else? You got a big, nice onion sandwich, and you're and then you got on like okay. That's that's just too much. Oh, would you please get on your own microphone? Whew. Uh, you got onion on my face. Uh, <laughs> there's a story for you. Uh, you want you guys want to hear like one of those? People always want to know the inside Hollywood stories. Okay, I know you're going to introduce the show, Mister Announcer Guy, but. I'm, I'm doing a recording session once with a, a kind of a famous person. Well, not kind of. They are a famous person. I won't say who it is. 
and we're in a studio and and we take a break. We're we're recording a cartoon together. We take a break and he uh, so it's a place you know. Uh, the recording studios out in LA, they always had like food and everything there and you know, all that in the kitchen. And when you take a break, you kind of go and hang out in the kitchen area. And I made some tea and this person made a, themselves a big bowl of cereal and they're eating cereal and they go to, and they're, and we're a bit of a close talker. No. And uh, that's a Seinfeld reference. And he's eating the cereal and a piece of cereal flies out of his mouth and hits me on the lip. Oh, oh. yeah. I'm not going to say who it was, but I will just say, I guess I shared a bowl of cereal with uh, this famous person <laughs> in a way I wasn't planning on. Oh, and then I had to do kind of the casual nodding while listening and still kind of, uh-huh, uh-huh, and kind of brush it off of my lip. Oh, yeah, that was that was fun. Anyways, <laughs> that's kind of what you did to me just now, Hank, when you were eating that onion sandwich. What do you mean? Oh, come on, you did it again. Stop it. Okay. Welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. That's just too much information, isn't it? But this is, these are the big inside behind Hollywood stories you get here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. A famous person, uh, cereal, uh, flew out of their mouth and, and hit my lip. Uh, it's, it's terrible. All right. So, Mr. Announcer Guy, you ready to do the big introduction to the show? Yeah, dude, it's what I live for. All right. Hey, Jerry, the music man. Yeah, James. Cueing the music for the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Talking to myself, we call it the Jetcast Man. On today's show, Jet's going to wipe the cereal off his mouth. <laughs> now here he is, the same guy that's doing all the voices you're hearing, including this one, James Arnold. Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, dude. I'm going to go now. I think I'll have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> okay. Ooh, yeah, it does sound. I'm, I am a sucker for a bowl of cereal. Always have been. Always have. Kind of like Seinfeld, you know, he was always eating cereal. That's, uh, that's me. Although now my cereal is like, you know, bowl of granola with hemp milk. Very different than when I was a kid and I ate Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. Don't do it. Don't. I know you like it, but ooh, it's not good for you. That sugar. That's nah, not good for you. But I know people are going to eat it anyways. Yeah, you only listen to James so much. I get it. I get it. I have a 17-year-old daughter. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. You know, oh, so I should give you all an update about the movie, the comic shop. We posted some things on my YouTube channel. We've been I'm, I'm trying to put some more videos up on the YouTube channel. I also put one out about a mic, uh, microphone from SC Electronics, whom, by the way, uh, I am talking through the SC Electronics 2200 microphone right now for the podcast. It's the official mic of the James Arnold Taylor podcast. They don't pay me to say that. I, I just really like it. And I'm a big fan of their stuff, and they're they're kind of fans of me, and that's really kind of neat, isn't it? I think it is. So if you're looking for a great microphone that is under, I believe it's under $300, the SE Electronics 2200. I'm telling you, I use this mic for everything now. I really do record. If you hear Fox Animation Domination, that's all recorded on this and other shows that I'm doing and stuff that I can't talk about. But there you go. It's uh, recorded on that. This might go to seelectronics.com. Check out their stuff. Tell them that James Arnold Taylor sent you, though. Please do. If you buy an SE Electronics thing, tell them I bought it because of James Arnold Taylor's recommendation. Okay? Do that. 
because that'll be neat. It's not like I'm going to get anything for it, but they'll know that it's working, that I'm talking about it, and that the word is being spread, and they'll know who's spreading the word. And that's kind of nice, right? That's all. Okay. Anyways, what was I saying? Uh, Hank, what was I saying? You were going on about your movie and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways, the film, The Comic Shop, is a, a film that I've written with my buddy Matthew Buds, and we have been looking to get it made, and that's what we're hoping to do. And we got to pitch it to some film companies. We were only supposed to pitch to two. We ended up getting to pitch to five. And I'll tell you what, most of them liked it. Now, they told us they did. Uh, We are now, you know, in that kind of waiting, holding pattern while we wait to see, you know, who's going to meet with us and talk with us more intently about it all and see if it can make it happen. But we'll see. So go to my YouTube channel and check out the Comic Shop First Look video. We put that out. There was a problem with the videos, all three of them, the, the three trailers. So there's the two trailers and then the one first look thing, which is both of us explaining it and playing the two trailers in it. I know that sounds complex. Anyways... All three of those videos I went to post last Friday or the Friday before, and nothing happened. I'm like, nobody's watching these. Nobody cares. Oh, my gosh. And it turned out my notifications were turned off. So all of you that subscribed to my YouTube channel did not get a notification about it. Many of you, you know, a few hundred of you, God bless you, that just, I guess, go and check my channel regularly, saw that there were new videos and watched them. But then the tens of thousands. You know, we have almost 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel now. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you that has taken the time to subscribe to the channel and watch the videos and stuff. Thank you so much. And spread the word. It'd be great if I could get to 100,000, but I digress. Anyways, we'll get there. We'll get there soon enough. We'll get, I mean, we're very close. We're at 96,900 and change. So we'll get to, all I'd probably need to do is, you know, do a video of my reaction to the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. <laughs> and that would put me over the top. But anyways, So I go to put it out, but the notifications didn't go. And so a lot of people didn't get notified. So we re-put it out, you know, because YouTube doesn't let you just kind of do a notification blast on it. I wish wish there was a setting for that. And maybe there is a way of doing that, and I just am unaware. So it could be me, too. But instead, I re-uploaded the video and put it out, and then people saw it. And then we started getting, like, the usual kind of, you know, thousand-plus views of people watching and commenting. So I was like, okay, great. So there you go. There's where it's at. We'll wait and see what happens. For those of you that pray, say a prayer that the movie gets made. And I know that many of you are, and I really appreciate that. And and for those of you that know that, you know, I'm a person of faith. Oop, I'm going to drink some water. Drink some water. Are you drinking water? Come on. Ah, that's good water. We always drink water when we listen to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. We always deep breathe, and we let go of life's frustrations. We practice mindfulness, and we know everything is fine. Because we're listening to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. We're just hanging out for a bit. All right. Now, many of you have asked on many occasion that I talk about my testimony. So what is a testimony? A testimony in Christian talk. Oh, there he goes. Wacky Christian James is going to talk about Christian wacky stuff. And I may lose some of you. And if so, gosh, I really am sorry. I hope I wouldn't. I really would hope you'd uh, stick around and listen because it's, I think, I, you know, I think it's interesting no matter what you believe, because if people don't believe the way I believe, I think you should be curious as to why I believe the way I believe. And so that's what this podcast is kind of for. You know, look, I'm, I'm an entertainer and I do my entertainment stuff, but here I talk about it because that's what my heart is. That's where my heart is. My heart is towards God and to serve God and to be a light 
in any way that I can and to try and explain why I think and feel the way that I do. So a testimony is your story of how you came to know God or Jesus Christ specifically, because Christians uh, Christians specifically believe in Jesus Christ as God incarnate, come down from heaven to save the world from our own transgressions and, and what we call sins. Sins is a simplified word for all that stuff we do wrong that we, you know, that we know is wrong, that we struggle with. Because I think many, many, most, I think most human beings know when they do wrong and that it's wrong. And yet the world is trying to kind of say now, that's okay. You know, that's that's what, you, you messed up. But I guess what is fascinating to me, somebody that believes in God, believes in Christ, He's the only one that actually really is saying, that's okay. But come to me and give it to me, and I'm going to take care of it, and I'm going to help you, and I'm going to free you from it. See, the world doesn't want to free you from it. The world wants to say, that's okay, swim in it. Live in it, swim in it. Feel the shame, feel, feel the humiliation, and all of that, because the truth is, is you're a terrible, miserable person, and we got you. And that's... That is not what Christians believe. That's So if anybody doesn't understand what a Christian, someone walking with God, believes, it's not that. It, and I think, sadly enough, movies and television and, and real Christians, quote-unquote Christians, have created a different view of that by suggesting that Christians aren't that, that they are uh, actually hypocrites in that they say one thing and then they do another and they condemn everybody else for their sins. And that is not the definition of a Christian, certainly not what Jesus Christ did. And so it's certainly not what I tried to do. So I didn't really have like any big come to Jesus moment, as we call it. I didn't have some dramatic transformation. It was a slow realization throughout my young life into my adult life that there really was a God watching over me. And then it just kept getting proved to me over and over again that he was there, that he cared. And so that's... If you knew... If you knew a truth that was true and everybody around you didn't know it, wouldn't you want them to know it? So that's the struggle of being of being a Christian in this day and age, of being a Christian that is a secular entertainer, of being a Christian that has a podcast that he wants to have as a family-friendly thing and something that is just lighthearted and all. But the world is in a weird place right now. And so over and over again, I hear, let people know why you believe the way you believe. Because people should believe that too. Because of course that's what I want. So, anyways, I don't have a big, you know, dramatic story of coming to faith. And my wife, you know, I've said this before, helped bring me to faith. Not through a bunch of convincing and all of that, but just by living a life where she just trusts that God is there and he's with us. And when things get hard, we pray. And when things are good, we pray. And we read his word and try to understand and comprehend it all as much as we can. And I recommend you do that. 
read his word. And when you do, just go, hey, God, if you're there, will you help me understand this in some way? Can you speak to me in some way in this? And Jesus, if you're really there, like James says, can you show me that? And I, I accept that. I'll accept you if you show me. I'm, I, but I, but you got to be open to it. You can't just be like, okay, God, like you totally got to show me and I'm not going to believe in you. <laughs> okay. You got to go, I, I want what he has. Because I'll tell you what, this world stinks. I don't like it. I don't like where it's going. But you know what? I rejoice in God. The reason I have my faith is because he constantly shows me that he's taking care of me. So the world is changing, but I still hold on to the fact that God sustains me. And a lot has happened through the years, these last couple of years. But you know, a lot of things that have happened are just regular life. You know, how can I explain my faith? Well, look, I'm a lover of music. I've written songs, I've done stuff like that, but a lot of my good friends are musicians. And one of my best friends in the world, one of my dearest friends throughout my life, was a friend of mine for a good 20 plus years, probably about 25 years or more. We were friends. And his name was Tom Kell, T-O-M-K-E-L-L, Tom Kell. And he was a singer and a songwriter. And he was the most talented singer-songwriter I've ever met in my life. And we went to the same church together. And that's how we met. And I had a recording studio and he had a bunch of songs. And I said, hey man, if you ever want to record any of those, let me know. I got a studio. I'm happy to record you. And we got together and we started recording music, his music. He played guitar and wrote songs. He wrote a song. I mean, this man was the most accomplished songwriter I've ever, I've ever seen, I've ever witnessed. And Tom, I mean, he would write a song a day. And he was, at the time, he was going through a very hard divorce and a very rough time in his life. And as the Bible says, you know, endurance produces faith and, and hope and all of that. He wrote some of the best songs, you know, ever in that time because he was going through such a hard time. And we recorded tons of them, dozens and dozens and dozens of them in my home studio. For years, we sat and recorded things. And then at one point in the 90s, we decided to record an album together, and we did. And his friend Kenny Edwards, who became my friend as well, joined us. And Kenny used to play with Linda Ronstadt. That's a name that some of you may know, or very famous singer-songwriter uh, as well. And Kenny was her bass player and mandolin player and sang all those high harmonies on songs like When Will I Be Loved and all that. And, and he was a great guy and a fun guy. And I lost both Kenny and Tom to cancer uh, over the last couple of years. And, and their families lost them, I should say. And I, I, as a friend, lost them as my friend. Uh, but we recorded an album in the 90s together we called uh, it Complicated Luck based off one of the lyrics in one of Tom's songs that is in the album. And you can find it, I believe, on iTunes or Apple Music, whatever it's called now. Complicated Luck by Tom Kell, K-E-L-L. -L. And that was produced by me in my home studio in a little rinky-dink home studio I had back in the 90s. Back before all this cool equipment and everything, and I had just, you know, a couple of microphones and a couple compressors and a big board, you know, a recording board and, and all this stuff. And it wasn't recorded on computers with Pro Tools or anything. It was before all that. And we recorded it on a Roland VS-880, Virtual Studio 880, and I recorded all sorts of stuff on that. And uh, it was a little eight-track recorder. And we recorded this very simple album, modest album in its sound and complexity. And we just had such a great time. And it's still, uh, it was always 
Tom's favorite album and his favorite music because it was it was blessed. It was it was sweet and blessed. My dog Elmo, who's no longer with me anymore either, used to sit at Tom's feet while we would record. And there was even one track where in the middle of the track, he got up and walked, walked off and you could hear his paws clicking on the hardwood floor as he walked away. Um, and Elmo, uh, he was a sweet little dog. He was a mix. He was a, he was a mutt. He was a mix between a, a Jack Russell and a Chihuahua. And, and he had all the best traits of every, every breed that he was a mix of. He was such a sweet dog. He wasn't a yippy dog. He didn't, you know, yip, yip, yip. He didn't yap, but yip. He didn't, um, you know, snap at people. He was sweet. He loved everybody. And he was just such a sweet dog and he loved music. And when Tom would sit and play his guitar and sing, he would just sit at his feet. <laughs> he would just get... And so when... Um, ooh, this is going to be tough. So when Elmo had to be um, put to sleep because he was very old and very sick and we felt it best to do that, uh, they came to our house and uh, the, the the vet came to our house and assessed him and said, yeah, it's time. I made sure that I was playing my friend Tom Kell's album, the one that we recorded in my old house, my old rinketing studio, and played that as Elmo drifted off to sleep. And Tom has been one of my dearest friends, and I was his best man at his wedding. To his, He was remarried and married an amazing woman, Sarah. And they were they were just a beautiful, wonderful couple. And, and Tom continued to write music and such. But, you know, his career in the 90s kind of got going for a little bit and he got to record with people like guys from the Eagles and stuff, Timothy B. Schmidt and Kenny Edwards and all these guys. And he had a couple of albums out, you know, on, on record labels and stuff, but they didn't know what to do with him. And it's funny because it's kind of like my career. People don't know what to do with me. I'm five foot four, I'm 120 pounds, and yet I can do a big voice like Fred Flintstone and nobody expects it. And they don't know what to do with me in my career. And, and Tom was like that. He, he sang and wrote these beautiful songs and sang like an angel and played guitar beautifully and, and poured out his heart as a singer and a songwriter and wrote these songs that were just amazing. But they were like, well, is he country? Is he folk? Is he rock? What is he? We don't know. So they didn't know what to do with him. And they just kind of, you know, it just his career never took off the way it should have. But it never stopped him, and he kept playing and writing, and because it's that was his being. It was all he could do, but write music and perform and be and do the art that he had within him, and that's what he did. And I was there as his friend to record him, and he recorded with many other people through the years and such. But uh, but we had special times of recording together, and we recorded. So I I have hours and hours and hours of recordings that I did with Tom, and he was a person of deep faith, a Christian as well. And he wrote regular secular music that he also wrote Christian music. And um, back uh, earlier in the uh, mid part of last year of 2021, he called me. I was about to run into a, a session to do some voiceover. And he told me that he had uh, terminal cancer, stage four terminal cancer, and that he only had, um, you know, so much time. But the doctors were giving him about two years if he did the treatment and stuff. So he was going to start the treatment. And we kept texting each other each day. And he was sending me new music that he was working on with other people and stuff because I don't live there anymore. And he, um, <clears throat> But let me, let me back up for a minute. He, he became a, a teacher. Again, my greatest heroes are teachers. And my friend Tom Kell became a teacher at a Christian school where he taught K through 12, meaning, you know, kindergarten on up to 12th grade. He taught kids music. He wrote the musicals, the Christmas musicals. 
he was a light to this school and to all these people. Kind of like that movie, Mr. Holland's Opus, you know, had big plans to do something, but ended up affecting the lives of all these kids instead and these families and people loved him dearly. And, and then at one point he got struck with something in his shoulder and he couldn't play his guitar. And then he figured out how to get through that with physical therapy and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm shortening the story here, but he worked through it through patience, endurance and prayer and love and hope. And he got through it and he figured out how to play. He could, he could only play, you know, like sitting down to rest his hand in a certain way so he could still reach the chords and such and play his guitar still and play concerts and things. And he kept doing it and he kept writing. And we'd talk. And, oh, yeah. But he'd, he'd called me and said, I've got this cancer and I may only have a couple years. Uh, but it actually was only a couple months. And then we got a call from his wife saying that he was gone and that was in September of this last year it was just too aggressive the cancer was just too aggressive and so you know when I turn on the TV or listen to the radio or go on social media and see all these people bickering I just go you know what everybody yeah we all have people we love hold dearly to them because you never know how long you'll have with them. And why waste your time with all this nonsense? You know, movies and Hollywood and all that. Uh, you know, there's an opportunity to tell stories of hope and joy and light and life. And it seems like it's going away and I don't like that. So I'm trying to do it myself because that's all I can do now. But I'll tell you, I was always inspired by my friend Tom Kell. And Tom had a beautiful faith in Jesus. And so I know he's... I know he's in heaven. I just know it. And so I wanted to close this show with some of his music. When I found out Tom had passed, I took some time and, and I went up into my studio and I got some of the tracks of some of the music that we did together. And I went to the master tracks of it and I listened to a song that he had recorded that he had written called The Savior's Eyes, which I'm going to play for you here to end the show. And I, and I grieved and I'm still not over the death of my friend. And I still haven't fully processed it. I lost um, another friend, my best friend growing up. His name was Steph. And he died when uh, we were 18 years old in a car accident. And my best friends have been wonderful people, but I've I've lost several of them through the years. So... When people want me to, you know, chime in on the world's events and stuff, I just, I just think, you know what, man? Go out and love your family and your friends and spend time with them. Turn off the devices. Don't get up and look at them first thing in the morning. Get up and, you know, read the Psalms. They're beautiful. Talk to each other about what you're grateful for. Thank God for the fact that you have a roof over your head. If you're listening to this, you have some way of listening to, to this. So be thankful that you have what you have. And thank, thankful to God. Because he's still holding on to all of us for some reason. And I think that if all of us that actually really believe in him could, could put, a, put down the phones and cancel the subscriptions to the streaming services that are doing us really no good, but wasting our time. And we said, we, we believe in you. 
we believe in you, we believe in you, and we have faith, and we know that you can get us out of this mess, that maybe, just maybe, he will. So if you're, if you're, if you're like me, and you really believe in Jesus, just ask him, but also say, I'm sorry. I need to reprioritize my life and center it back on you. I just need it to be about you. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm praying that he helps me. So if you don't believe in Jesus, take a listen to my friend Tom Kell's song here. And um, let's well, let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy first, so that way we can end the show with the song. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy! Yeah, dude, I know what you're going to ask for. Here we go. Talking to Myself, the James Arnold Taylor podcast is a production of YumiGo Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. Okay. If you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in Jesus, I'd ask you to just ask him. (laughs) Anyways, give it a shot and say, Lord, if you're real, Jesus, I get it. I'm imperfect. I'm broken. I'm a sinner. I can't do this on my own. And if you're willing to show me that you're real, please show me because... I want to believe. And he'll he'll come in. And take a listen to this song and see if it helps. Because here's all I want to say about me as a Christian and what I believe a Christian should be is somebody that has a compassionate heart for everyone and wants to see the best for everyone in this world. Because that's what I want. That's why I'm a Christian. And God has shown me that he really loves me and that and that he's really cool. So that's all I can say. Take a listen to my dear friend, Tom Kelt. Look him up on Spotify or Apple Music and listen to some of his music. If you, if you can find the album, Complicated Luck, if you're a fan of James Arnold Taylor, I, I produced that. I recorded all of that and produced it and put it all together. So, uh, but it's all Tom's brilliance and Kenny's. So take a listen to this song as I close the James Arnold Taylor podcast with my dear friend, Tom Kell and a song called The Savior's Eyes. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye. Over and over My fears cried out so loud and clear It was almost a shout It pushed me out on the edge With my conscience hung out Nothing to do but sit and cry But in a church on a hilltop With a cross at the door Surrounded by angels I fell to the floor Cried the name of sweet Jesus Oh, it rang through the night And I saw the Savior's eyes Now I'd go to parties Just to prove that I was trying I had the knack for telling stories I guess it's time that I was buying Where there a room full of strangers 
or a room full of friends I swore I'd never go again But in that church on a hilltop Where I first saw him Where I first cried his name out Confessing my sin It was over for me Savior's eyes Now sometimes love Can make you powerful Sometimes love Can bring you down Sometimes love Can make you miserable And trample your heart And not make a sound Sometimes love can teach a stone wall to cry It's there in the Savior's eyes Now where does it read That love is a test That it makes every new romance Seem better than the rest That it heals every wound And it swells up your chest for a moment even losers feel like winners And where did it read That a church on a hill On the coast of California That's standing there still Could affect my whole life I only went there one night But I looked in the Savior's eyes Sometimes love can make you powerful Sometimes love can bring you down Sometimes love can make you miserable Trample your heart and not make a sound But sometimes love can teach a stone wall to cry there in the Savior's Look to the Savior's It's there in the Savior's